You're listening to the Odo Show podcast, your source for real cleaning talk and tips. Presented by Odoban, the original odor eliminator since 1980. Here are your hosts, Val and Dave. Broadcasting live from the top house pit, top floor penthouse suite <laughs> of the Odoban World Manufacturing Headquarters in wonderful Warner Robins, Georgia. You're watching The, the Odo, Odo Show. Show. I'm Val. And I'm Dave, and this is our special guest star, Chester the Wonder Cat. And uh, we are coming to you live with all the best cleaning tips to keep your world clean. So if you guys are clean freaks like us, make sure and like our Facebook page, subscribe if you're watching us on YouTube, and click the bell button. That way you'll be getting reminders every time we're kicking it live like we are right now and we're doing this every 2:30 p.m on thursdays in october and we've got some really great content for you guys still coming up so make sure and subscribe and get those messages that's right this is our third episode in october and uh this is actually our 10th episode overall I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I don't know that I knew I didn't think we'd be doing this for ten episodes. No, I didn't either. I you know, I just thought this was just gonna be a fun thing and it was just gonna fade out. But no, man, no. we're still here having fun. And you know what? We're having fun because of you guys. You know, you come and you hang out with us and we get to do this and it's a lot we of love fun. It. Yeah. Thank you. Special shout out to our Oda Bandits too. You know, they're the uh, the official Facebook uh, Facebook group page <laughs> fan of of uh, Oda Band. If you wanna find out how to become an Oda Bandit, go to odaband.com and there's information there on how to join the group. They get all the latest Odo news and some specials, and they're really a dedicated group. So check that out. It's a lot of fun over there. And today's show is all about treasures. We're talking about secondhand treasures. treasures. Going to thrift stores and and yard sales and going junk and even, you know, inheriting stuff, stuff that comes down through your family. This is really cool stuff, but sometimes you get things that are a little bit funky. They smell funny and need cleaned up. They've been in storage and, you know, musty. And this whole show actually got put together because one of our friends, Ashley, tagged Odaban on a Facebook group called uh, Weird Secondhand Finds That Just Need to Be Shared. That is an awesome Man, there is some weird stuff out there in the thrift stores. You guys should check that out. But somebody posted about buying something that smelled bad, and so Ashley recommended using our product. And we got to thinking, we love this stuff. And you guys probably do too, right? Yeah, I mean, we even actually use secondhand stuff uh, here at Odaban in, you know, in production, don't we? Like, um, we got some pictures for you guys. That first one there, this is something you use, isn't it? That's right. That's something that uh, my co-worker's husband had run across, you know, on one of his little treasure hunts. And it is a 1957 Serger. It's a commercial sewing machine. And even though, you know, I mean, our jobs don't normally entail sewing, well, we're going to incorporate sewing somehow <laughs> into our into our work. Making custom banners. And yeah, yeah. I, mean, I may have an Odaban, you know, sports coat sooner or later for my graphic design department. We'll see that's about right, all that. That's right. That's right. You know, we, we've got some things in, uh-huh. in store That machine here. is a beast. It is really it, it cool. It runs. It runs and it's wonderful. I love old stuff that you can still use. I just don't know how to use it, but, you know, we're working on that. <laughs> ah, you'll get there. <laughs> now, the next picture here, this is something that's actually yours in your house, it right? Is, okay, it so is. Okay, so tell us about this. This is okay. really cool. So, I was in an antique shop and they had a baby mattress springs, you know, out of the, the crib and it, it's just the springs themselves and I was like oh I gotta have that that's just all the metal there's something going cool. on here yeah so what I wound up doing with it is that I've got a room that's all paneled and it's it's not 70s panel but I mean it's it's, it's wood in there so it's dark and I always need more light in there so I thought I'm gonna make a light fixture oh, out of this okay. so I, I took string lights you know with the with the big round bulbs 
And I put those in where the little springs are. Oh, cool. And it makes yeah. the best light. It looks so cool. It I love is. The it is. And it. in the wintertime, you know, those lights give off mm -hmm. heat so it's warm. And at Christmas time, I'll put multicolored lights oh, in it. Festive. Yeah, the bigger bulbs. That's it's, it's really fun. cool. Yeah, yeah I love That's that. That's neat. Now, I love that. The uh, the last picture we've got here on this on this run is uh this is something from one of our co-workers, Brianne. This is a buffet that was her grandmother's that's been handed down. And her grandmother actually had this thing shipped oh. all over the country. It was really important to her. Now, Brianne and her family are using it in the dining room it there. It is gorgeous. It is beautiful. And she said they've looked all over on this thing and tried to find maker's marks, and she's never found any evidence of who built it or any evidence, never seen another one like it. Right. I mean, I love the dark wood, and I love the little mirrors that are inside, yeah, you know, on that really back part cool. of the hutch. It is beautiful. It really is. It's a uh, one-of-a-kind. We're getting more check-ins here. Hey, Brenda. Yeah, what, that, yeah, you're right. It is old, the the, uh, the surger. But it's amazing how some of that old stuff 1957. still just runs great. And we even have the manual to it. We still have that. Yep. Yep. Nope. Haley says she hasn't found anything worth buying. Well, I, I brought home stuff that I don't know was worth buying. <laughs> Wait a minute. Haley Alexa says, I love antiquing beyond a jar of toenails. I haven't found anything worth buying. Oh, okay. But she does say she never did buy the toenails. Oh, no. Toenails. I might buy a jar of toenails. That's strange you enough. Gross. I might buy. You are gross. Well, okay. I'm, I admit I'm a little strange. <laughs> but you know what? That would be a good one on that, that the Facebook page. Oh, uh, yeah. That's probably true. Yep. Now, you know, like we were saying, you, you buy some of the stuff and and it comes home and it's funky and it smells. Well, of course, we're Otoban, right? We got some tips on, on cleaning up those secondhand things you find. So my first tip is going to be look at the stuff you find and try to decide, do I really want to clean this? Because, of course, if you clean the wrong thing and you take the old finish off, that patina, that old finish, that could have been half the value because you guys have seen on Antiques Roadshow, right? They go, well, that's worth $25,000. Well, it would be if you hadn't cleaned it. Now it's worth $5. Ugh. That's just a heartbreaker. That is right there. That, have any of you guys ever ever been through that, like cleaned something up you shouldn't have and lost a bunch of value on it? I don't know. I just don't know if it's that common. Tell us about it in the comments. Yeah, let us know if you do have that story. You know, I'd like to know if that really happens to folks. Now, speaking of stuff like that, I, I've got one of my examples here. This little tractor. So this little guy is cast iron. It's from probably so 1920 or 25. This was one of my grandfather's toys when he was a child. It's a, I think it's from a company called Arcade, and it is a Fordson tractor. Now this is a great example of something you don't really want to clean because it's got no paint anymore. It's just bare metal, mm -mm. and it's uh, it's got this great patina. And if I were to just polish this up and clean all that off, well, I'd probably ruin any value it has, and it uh. Well, just ruin the character of it too, but it does get dirty, right? It gets dusty sitting on the shelf. So the best thing you can do for stuff like this is get a soft bristle brush and just really work at that dust, you know, work that dust off of it, get the dirt off of it that accumulates. And that's a great way to clean something up, no chemicals, just the brush without ruining whatever finish it has. Because you know, you got to be careful. You sure don't want to blow out the value on something like that or, or just ruin its character. That's so that's, uh, that's my tip one is be sure you want to clean it and don't clean it too much. That's right. And then, you know, antiques, most of your antiques anyway, are usually pretty delicate. Yeah. So, you know, you want to kind of handle all these with care and start out easy. Start out low and slow when it comes to cleaning them. I've got a set of oyster plates that my father-in-law had handed down to me, and these were his mother's. And they, they're just beautiful. They've got this nice, you know, indents where you would put your oysters, mm -hmm. um, but it's got the gold leaf, you know, little design and then around the edges. And this is something that can very easily be wiped off with the wrong cleaners. You definitely don't want to put anything in your dishwasher that has any type of gold leaf or any kind of metal 
uh, accents to them. Yeah. And don't put those in the microwave, for God's sake. Ooh, creates a beautiful lightning show, and in uh, half a second it's ruined. Yeah, sort of like a firework. Yeah, so, pow, gone. Yeah. So that's it. But I started out with just, you know, using water in like a, a microfiber cloth. This is one that we happen to carry. And so, you know, I, I, I did all that with water, but it still had a little bit of a... a like grease, a little oh, stickiness. Oh, that sticky been yeah. in the kitchen for too yeah, long. Like yeah, like you, you know, if you've had them displayed up on a shelf or something or on your cabinet. So at that point, then I took a little bit of dish soap and, you know, wet my cloth again. And then I went back over. And that's all it took to, to take care of this. And, you know, I was able to save these and they don't have, you know, any damage to them. So that's just something that, you know, you really do want to, nice. you know, go go low and glow and slow. Yeah, and Val's got a good point about that. Especially when you're using chemicals to clean these <laughs> things, you want to start out gentle. It's amazing with a simple microfiber cloth. This is, is our Otoban Microsham. You can get these at Home Depot. Um, this and just a little bit of water, it's amazing how much dirt you can actually remove with this stuff. Like We'll do a little demo here. So this is, this is Chester, the Wonder Cat, as I mentioned before. Chester actually belonged to my wife's grandmother. He's been around our house for a while. He's so pretty. He's a cutie. And you know, he's just realistic enough. You see him out of the corner of your eye and you're like, when did we get a cat? <laughs> but he's gotten a little dusty hanging out down there on the floorboard. So uh, I'm going to start with just a little spray of uh, water. Now, here's another tip. Don't spray the cleaning chemical directly on the antique. Spray it on your towel first. So just a little mist of water on there. And I'm actually going to hit him a little bit here. And you may not be able to see that on Chester because he's got such cool shading. But uh, with a little work, the dirt comes off and you can see it builds up on the towel there. Mm -hmm. Now, if the water doesn't get it, you know, there's some stains here and, and some uh, probably some of that grease from being near the kitchen. You want to move up to a little bit more gentle cleaner. The trick is you don't want to use really aggressive stuff. No. You don't want to use like acid bathroom cleaner. Anything or abrasive. A, yeah, nothing abrasive or, or a high pH cleaner like a real degreaser. But something like, a, I've got our 32X Oxy General Purpose Cleaner here. That's a mouthful of a name. <laughs> now, this is in our professional series, and it's a peroxide-based cleaner that's fairly gentle and won't hurt most of this stuff. So uh, you can buy this online. It's kind of hard to find in stores since it's the professional series, but it's a great one. It comes in a gallon jug, and you just dilute it down. So again, I'm going to spray it on the cloth first. And we're going to hit him down here. He's collected a little dust on this end. See if I can do this without knocking our table over here. And see, that gets just a little little deeper clean, pulls the dirt right out. So that's always the thing is, is, you know, start gentle and work a little more aggressive as you go. You certainly don't want to damage something to belong to your spouse's grandmother. No. Okay, so her grandmother was the one that owned this, right? Yeah, yeah, it was, you know, it was the wife of Carrie's grandmother. Well, that's, that's pretty cool because, you know, my grandmother actually collected animal figurines. She really? had several cats. I've got several cast iron cats that's cool. that were hers. But anything that, you know, she had in her house... Mm -hmm. um, doesn't look like this. It's missing. With, it's missing something. What's wrong with Chester? What's? What are you doing? What are you doing to my cat? What? Now that looks like my grandmother's. Googly eyes. Googly eyes. God, that's creepy. <laughs> what? Your grandmother she, put googly eyes on the statue. She put googly eyes on everything that had eyes to it. So I mean, it was just it was crazy. What? That's that's okay. All right, guys. Can you imagine walking through a house of these things with the googly eyes following you? That is bizarre. I mean, I kind of like it. It's like he's staring into your soul. Ah! <laughs> Take those off. You are not right in the head. Okay. okay. Uh. <clears throat> anyway, my grandmother was Googling before there was Google. <laughs> God. Just saying. Grandmothers and Google. Okay, well, speaking of grandmothers... <laughs> 
I'm going to have nightmares now. <laughs> Speaking of grandmothers, now my grandmother on my mother's side actually passed away a little over a decade ago. Um, and my aunt and uncle inherited her estate and moved into her house. And I don't want to say they were hoarders. But they, but were, they hoarders. were hoarders. They yeah, were hoarders. God bless them. They packed all their crap in on top of grandma's stuff, and then they packed more stuff in on top of that. And when they passed away a couple years ago, mm. we had to go in and clean the house out. And I don't know if you guys have ever had to deal with this. You know, they smoked like crazy. They packed all kind of crap into that house, and it just smelled horrible. So we get in there and start cleaning out. Massive ordeal. And in the middle of it, I find... My grandmother's kitchen table. Now, this was the table that I grew up every Sunday eating Sunday dinner at. We'd go out to her house. And so they were using it as a workbench. There were power tools oh. piled on it. It just broke my heart. I was going to say that had to hurt your heart. It was horrible. But it's like I, sentimental. It is. And I rescued this table, took it back to my house. And my tip here is if you run into something that has specialty surfaces, Think about buying specialty cleaners. Like this is one of those retro diner tables. I think we've got a picture of it going up here. So you got the red vinyl chairs and the chrome legs on it that for mica top. It's the same thing that everybody's reproducing these days. But of course, this is an original, probably early 40s. Yeah. And my grandmother probably got it used, to be honest. Wow. Uh, so I bought chrome polish mm. for the legs to take the rust off. I bought uh, automotive polishing compound for some of the painted trim that had soaked up dirt. So you buff that back out and get it all shiny and clean. I used our 32X Oxy on the Formica top, and I bought vinyl cleaner for the chairs. And the point being, when you've got specialty surfaces, those specialty cleaning products actually do you a lot of good. And because you haven't got much invested in secondhand stuff, it's easy to spend the money on it because... Yeah, you really haven't spent that much money in the first place. You know, that's a good way to look at it because, you know, when I would have things that I have bought and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, the things that I need to buy to clean it, I, I'm spending more in that than I did on the initial item. But, you know, that's probably not really the right way to think about it. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're looking at this in the long run. It's an investment. I saved money in buying it, you know, at a great That's deal. Right. So I've got that money to, to preserve it and to, to bring it back to life. Look so. at your total money spent. You probably still spend a lot less than if you were buying something brand new. Plus, of course, you know, in this case, you've got the sentimental value of it. That's right. That's <clears throat> now, right. something else that we pulled out of my grandmother's trailer, out of the Horde Castle. <laughs> Horde Castle? It was horrible. <laughs> was one of the hardest things to clean up when you buy it used and it's... Um, dirty and smells bad and that's wood furniture oh that absorbs order odor wood, <laughs> wood is a hard thing to deal with when you're buying used items or buying secondhand goods now we've got a little a little trinket box here this is from your family right well i mean it, it it's been in our family but it it, it didn't start out in our family okay. apparently because there's some some inscriptions on the bottom that says ruth from mary jane and it's got a date, January 16th, 1949? 49. Well, 49. that's cool. Okay, I don't know Ruth. I don't know Mary Jane, <laughs> so I'm thinking... But we've got their, their trinket box uh, from Lookout we Mountain, must have Tennessee. Got, yeah, we might have gotten that at a garage sale for all I know. But but it's been in our family. I was a little girl because, I mean, the... the crayon marks on the inside. Uh, yeah, looks like her handwriting, doesn't it? <laughs> so wood is one of the hardest things to deal with when you're buying secondhand if it's dirty and it smells funny because it's such a unique material. You've got a couple major surfaces here. You've got a finished outside. Now this could be tabletop or drawer fronts, anything like that. Mm -hmm. And they've used hundreds of different types of finishes over the years. So if you're going to clean this, you want to make sure to use a mild cleaner, 
uh, microfiber cloth like we talked about, mm -hmm. test it in an inconspicuous area because every one of these finishes reacts differently to different chemicals. They could be broken down. Could They can be. So you want to start off cleaning it. If you get all the residue off of it, you know, cigarette smokers' houses have cigarette residue on everything. If it's been in storage, you could have, you know, mold and dust and all kinds of things. But if you give it a good surface cleaning, that goes a long way to getting rid of those bad odors. Now the second part of wood furniture is probably the harder to deal with, and that's the unfinished wood. Now that's, you know, the inside of this box, which thankfully still smells like cedar, but it could be the underside of a table, or in our case, the chest of drawers from my grandmother's house, all the drawer work inside. <clears throat> so this is a different project to tackle. You have to think about this wood almost like it's fabric, because it's like right. a hard sponge. It soaks in all those bad smells, all the environment it's been around, and then you've got to get it back out. So the way I do this is start off with a surface clean with, again, something like the 32X Oxy. Mm -hmm. The peroxide is really good here because it breaks down those odor molecules. And I would have never thought to do that. It's a great thing to use on them. But you want to mist it on. You don't want to flood the surface and then wipe it all down. That gives you your initial clean. Then it's best to use your two main tools for raw wood to get rid of smells, and that is airflow and time. In other words, just let it air out. It's going to take a while, but that's the most effective thing you can do. That, that uh, dresser we were talking about, I actually pulled the drawers out. We set it up in our garage in the summertime, and it took probably six months before it started really smelling better. Six months? Takes time. Okay, so you said there was two things that you needed, which was airflow and, and time. time. Right. I'm thinking three, patience. Okay, yeah, patience does come into play there, especially if something's valuable to you or, you're heaven just, forbid, you paid a whole lot for it. And you're just <clears> itching <throat> to use it. Yeah, you got to be patient yeah. about it. Now, this stuff smelled like hoarder, and that's not a smell that's going to go away real easily. What does hoarder smell like? Uh, cat urine and cigarettes and dust and dirt and a little <laughs> bit of mildew. It's, if you've ever smelled hoarder, you know that smell. I'm sorry I asked. Yeah, you shouldn't have asked. <laughs> So the best bet there is after letting it air out, if you've still got a fragrance issue or an odor issue, grab some of our Odaban eucalyptus and mist it on. Again, you want to think about this like you're treating a sofa or a couch or something. Mist it on the surface, don't soak it down, and then let it sit. Let it dry. You may have to do this a few times, but that uh, the fragrance and the eucalyptus and the Odaban will take care of those remaining odors. And that's how you can take something uh, that's wood and stinky and secondhand and turn it into something you can use in your home. We're actually using that dresser now for blanket storage in our house. That's so awesome. It comes out great. What is this wrinkled egg looking thing? We haven't <laughs> talked about that. Uh, th what do you think it is? Well, it looks like some sort of wrinkled egg statue, but other than that, I got nothing that's appropriate for, for mass distribution. It's actually a morel mushroom. It's but a statue of a morel mushroom. They're not that big, and that's awfully hard to be a morel mushroom. It's actually cement. <laughs> it's cement. It's cement. And, and why do you have painted. a cement morel mushroom? Um, well, let's see. My dad um, was from southeast Ohio. Okay. He was in uh, Wellston, Ohio is where he was from, Jackson County. All right. And up there in that region, they have um, morel mushrooms in the spring. They just pop up everywhere. Oh, I've heard like about this. You, you can go morel hunting and actually yes, collect them. Yes, and them. they yeah. used to do that all the time. Well, he was back home on vacation, and um, he was downtown, and he looks over, and then the window box of the funeral home is a, the biggest morel mushroom he's seen growing right there in the downtown. window box. Downtown. So, huh. I mean, it wasn't like even out on, you know, on actual earth. Well, on the ground. Anyway, so... He goes in and he's talking to him because he knows him, you know, small town. Small town, right, yeah. yeah. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he, he mentioned about it and they were like, well, go ahead and take it, you know, go ahead and pick it. So he did. 
And then they took him over to the newspaper and had his picture taken, and they put it in the paper <laughs> and this write-up. It was about, you know, this is about eight inches tall, yeah. but, but the mushroom was about four inches well, tall. Four inches is pretty big for a morel. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's so, pretty you impressive. Know, he was like the, the mushroom king. So your, your dad is the, <laughs> the king of morel mushrooms of uh, Wellston, Ohio, and picked mushrooms at the funeral home. He had his picture in the paper. Yeah, so I, I don't know how this came about. I don't know whether somebody gave it to him because they knew this. The, or he's if a morel he, king, of or course. Or if he got it at a garage sale or a flea market. We used to go to the Daytona flea market all the time. So it, it's, it's like, I don't know. I, I cannot recall, but I just somehow inherited it. Well, it seems like a pretty fantastic reason to have a morel mushroom it's statue. It's different. So check in with us. We hope to see you again next time. It's going to be a beautiful weekend. Get out and hit the thrift stores and find some cool stuff that That's you can right. clean Thanks up. That's right. Thanks for sharing your stuff with us. Good seeing you guys. And until next week, make, make life, life fresh. fresh. Thanks for listening to The Odo Show, presented by Odoban. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Until next time, make life fresh.